This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you've ever felt like pulling your hair out because you feel like you have to do everything, but you aren't really sure what is or isn't working when it comes to sales, this episode is definitely for you because we are going to be talking all about analyzing your sales process. I'm giddy with it. I am going to share some tools and techniques that you can use to track specific sales data and to know what you should be looking at. And Merit is going to be sharing with you some fabulous techniques so that you know where to start looking. So stick with us till the end and we're going to reveal a special bonus that I've put together just for you and you won't want to miss it. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. I'm Merit Khan, and since 1998, I've been working with sales professionals and sales teams and entrepreneurs who are really good at what they do, but they're so frustrated because it should be so much easier to get business than it is. And so I help them fix their sales techniques so they can stay open for business in spite of it all. And I am Julie Holmes. I am constantly on a search for the most useful, most valuable, most fun apps, tools, and techniques that help professionals, especially those in sales, get more done with less time and less hassle. This week, we have an awesome sales challenge. We actually talked about this in our last episode when we were talking about organization and time-saving strategies, and organically, we knew that the next thing we really needed to talk about was analyzing the sales process. I feel like so many salespeople that I talk to just have this feeling like they're spinning their wheels. You know, they they can't do everything. And so they want to focus on the most important things. But they're not really even sure what those things are, what the most important, most effective, productive things are that they do in the sales process. So that is what we are going to tackle today because I know that there's a technique for it and I cannot wait to hear the tech (laughs) to help me analyze better sales processes. I'm going to share a little bit of a dirty secret. So lean in. in. So a little known fact about me is that I am a I'm a certified key performance indicator consultant. What? That's true. It's true. I actually have a certification in key performance indicators. I know there's lots wow. of weird and crazy things that you can be certified for. But as <laughs> as you know, Merit, like I spent, you know, long time in enterprise software and I spent a good portion of that time focused on and analytics and understanding data and making sure that people were focusing their businesses on the right things. So as part of my full nerd journey, I went and specialized in key performance indicators. But I'll tell you what drove me to do it. And it was this very topic. So Mm. all the time, I would have conversations with prospects and with customers and even inside my own company 
And it always came down to, we have to get better, but nobody could really tell me what better looked like. Ah, uh, yeah. I could totally relate to that. A lot of times, I mean, I have trained sales managers and they feel like they should be tracking certain things, but they're not looking at it Mm -hmm. where they haven't really set clear examples or guidelines or goals with their team. So it's like, you know, you should be doing more. I had a sales manager early in my career and he's like, you should be out of the office. Well, why? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it makes sense if I'm making sales calls, but if I don't have things scheduled, it does me no good to be out of the office, right? That was, it made no sense. He was not really Mm. looking at the situation properly. Yeah, we hear that a lot. I I can imagine that every one of you that is currently listening right now can think of at least one time that a manager or somebody went to you and said, I feel like you should be doing more of this. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, well, what does more look like? How will you know if more happens? How will you know, like, it's like saying, like, I don't think you're ready for a promotion. I'll let you know when I think you're ready. Well, how will you know? How will I know? Like, that's so unspecific. So unspecific. And so when we talk about this from a sales perspective, understanding first What is important in sales and what should be measured is certainly one topic. I think there's another one, which is all around, like, how do you know if you should measure it and what you do with that information when you have it? Yeah, that's so important. I would like to know. Yeah. Yeah. Really analyzing, you know, what you can't identify is impossible. You have to identify what what you are trying to measure so that you can know where you want to make improvements. And if you don't understand the steps involved in getting to certain results and goals, then you can't know whether or not you're doing enough. I think that's so right. And I remember, Merritt, you were telling me a story not too long ago about some of the work that you used to do around helping sales teams and sales managers and leaders figure out where their processes had gaps or were broken or had hiccups. So I just think if you don't mind, that would be a super great thing to share with everybody before I get all like KPI on everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want to learn about the KPIs. I think one of the things that I used to work on with people all the time, and I still do with my coaching clients today, is really getting clarity around the steps of the prospecting part in particular, the things that you do to fill the funnel so that you know you've got enough in your pipeline to have the business results that you want. And so there are, first of all, you've got to be able to know what those steps are. The obvious ones are tracking the number of leads that you're working on. How many of those leads turn into conversations? How many of those conversations turn into appointments? How many of those appointments turn into money conversations and closed deals? How much are those closed deals worth or how much did you lose, you know, if the deal didn't go your way? So, All of those key points are places where if you're tracking and measuring the actual data, not just what you think or feel you are doing to be busy, but you then can look at how do I support my team? What do I need to learn to be more effective in this particular part of that 
process. So there's a much different strategy. There's much different technique that you would need to learn if you had a lot of appointments on the schedule, but you weren't having them Uh, they weren't turning into closed deals. Or if you had a lot of leads in your pipeline, but they weren't actually turning into conversations. Those are very different technique strategies. And unless you're looking at the actual numbers of where people are in those different steps, then you really don't have the data that you need to make good decisions about what kind of training do you need? What kind of support do you need? How do you do something different Mm. so that you can see that the things that you have learned are making a difference in the positive direction? Yeah, I think that is very smart. So if you kind of put things into bucket, and in fact, one thing, you know, we can add to that is understanding what is a good conversion ratio. So for each one of those buckets, what does a good conversion ratio look like so that it would help you do two things, right? The first thing that it would help you to do is to know if you are underperforming on that ratio, on that target ratio. And then the second thing it would probably help you to do is it helps you to predict. One of the things that we talk about all the time when it comes to analytics and about key performance indicators is understanding leading and lagging indicators, Mm. So a lagging indicator, it's basically a result. So it's the end of the line. I might have put on a few pounds recently. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, we're in quarantine right now as we're recording this. So that's perfectly acceptable. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But my weight is a great example of a lagging indicator. I mean, I can say that I want to lose weight all I want, but by the time it shows up on the scale, it's really too late for me to change it. So this is when like a sales leader might say, well, we need to close more deals. I need more closes this month. Well, I can't just go and get those for you in the next five minutes. Like there's a process that has to happen for that. So those are your lagging indicators. Your leading indicators is what are the measures or the metrics or the behaviors or attributes that I can change in the back up in that process that will automatically create a change farther downstream. I have a good example. Yeah, yeah. Of that. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> well, okay. So this past weekend, I have four dates. <laughs> two of them went really well, and two of them did not go really well. And that is a leading indicator for what next weekend is going to look like. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So what is your normal conversion ratio? <laughs> standard, I would say, you know, it's not just me making 50, it a 50, good day. So you have like a 50%, 50%, you know, close rate. <laughs> but I met those gentlemen through some different dating apps. And, well, and one was in person. So I'm now looking at what were the more productive ways of meeting the quality that I would like to see continue. Now, what would I really impress me, Mary, is if you had a spreadsheet <laughs> for this. Of course I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, oh, please let me. I want to do some con- I want to do some conditional formatting on that spreadsheet. I can tell you right now. But I think that's if you That's a KPI. Yeah, exactly. If you know what it is that you're trying to achieve, then the first thing from a technique perspective I would offer when it comes to analytics and understanding things is to back that result up and say, what happens before that, that tells me or gives me an indicator that it's going to go up or down? 
Like, mm. what is that indicator? And so those are our leading indicators. Like, if we come back to the whole, like, uh, put on a couple of pounds, I know that the leading indicator for that is how much do I exercise? Or a right. leading indicator is how much am I eating? How many times have I gone to, you know, Freddy's for frozen custard? Like, I know <laughs> that that is going to be a leading indicator that will tell me that my weight is going to go up or down. And it's the same thing with sales. So if people aren't making enough calls, how many calls do they have to make that lead to how many qualifications and how many qualified prospects do they have to have before they get to closed deals? All of that pans out. That's so important because you can't change the result, but you can change the behavior on their way to getting the result. And if you're not tracking the right things, you can't make those decisions. And here's the other thing that I see is Sometimes managers or entrepreneurs, sales professionals, we're tracking things that we were told that we should, but they're not yeah. really informing us in the right ways. And so we keep tracking because it's a habit yeah. more than it's a useful tool. So I think that there, it's a good exercise to kind of take stock and look at what are you tracking? Are you using that? And are there other metrics that would be more useful to you in meaningful ways that you would inform your behavior change so that you can get to a better result? I'm really curious about the apps and tools and different things that you have. I would. And you know, I love to say that there's an app for that. Like, I love it. And there are some <laughs> apps for analytics and for keeping track of things. But what I would love to say on this episode is you're not ready for it. I can almost what? guarantee you that everybody who is listening right now is not ready to put those analytics into technology because there are three things that have to happen before you start really owning key performance indicators and really owning measurements and analytics around a process. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to okay, I'm gonna try not to get too excited as I talk about these. <laughs> okay. The first one is knowing what matters. So when you talk to a sales manager and you're trying to figure out where you need to focus your efforts, you ask them a question. What was the question that you would ask them? When I would work with sales managers and they would say, well, my people need time management training. And I would say, well, what is it that they don't have time to do? Whatever they didn't have time to do, that's really the indicator of what they need that training and coaching in. They need to make an improvement in that particular thing. Is that the question yep, you're talking that's about? That's exactly okay. it. That's exactly it. So the first step is to know what actually matters. And that's a big part of just understanding when you look at your business world, what is it that really matters? And I'm going to give you a great tip for this. I've done this with hundreds of clients, hundreds of clients, and every single one of them, their mind gets blown a little bit. And this is a great thing to do if you are a sales professional or if you work for anybody and you use this strategy, it's very fun. I would print out a big report because everybody loves big reports. I don't know why. Size <laughs> is not everything. So they would print out mm. these big multi-page reports. And then I would say, wow, this is a lot of data. And they'd be like, yeah, we have to have all of it. And I'd be like, great, here's a highlighter. And I would give them a highlighter. And I would say, highlight the very first number that you look at. What is the very first number that you flip to in this report and go and look at? So 20 pages of report. And you know, the first thing they're going to do is flip to the back page. Right. Yeah. They're going to flip to How the back page and they're going to go to the total. And they're going to go, I want to know this total revenue, total deals closed, whatever it is. So they highlight it and I go, great, that's your first thing. Know what matters is to go through this highlighting exercise. 
So on any given report, on any given dashboard, the first question is, what are the first three things that you look at? Highlight those and make a list. Number two, know what looks good or bad. So when it comes to understanding what's right or wrong or what's good or bad when you look at those numbers, the next question is super easy. Great, you've looked at this number. There's 20 pages of data behind it. What's the level of that number have to be before you open up the report and start digging in? And what number does that have to be before you high five the person next to you? I like that. So really easy question. Like something's going to make you flip that notebook open and look at those other numbers. What's that going to be? So that's about knowing Mm. what is good or bad. What are your boundaries for that? And finally, if it's bad, if it's bad, what are you going to do about it? If it's truly something that is key to your business and it's truly a piece of information that is critical to you being able to sell more effectively and get more deals, then you already know what your course of action will be if the number's low. So if you're looking at that and you go, "Um, I looked at number of, of leads coming in and it turns out we've only got 50 leads coming in, that's a problem. I'll go, great. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Well, then it's not really a key performance indicator because you have to have a plan. Which is where that technique part comes in. Exactly. Yeah. You're so, so right. If you know those three things, then that is information that you should be sharing with everybody on the team because then they will all know what matters. They will know what good and bad looks like, and they will know what actions they should be taking if that number is low without you having to jump in and make it happen. And that's going to increase your closing ratios because now you're zeroing in on the right data. And maybe it's things, you know, you could apply that same thing for the sales prospecting your marketing strategy to fill that pipeline. There's so many different ways to market. And if we are trying to do 100% of them, we're missing out on the opportunity to do 80% of our time doing the 20% that makes the most sense that produces the most value. And I can definitely use that same application in the spreadsheet on my dating project. (laughs) So what matters? And... What is good or bad look like? Yeah, and what what will I do about it if it's bad? <laughs> yeah, how right? long are so, you going to stick around in that situation? Yeah, like not, not a really long, short apparently. date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can save a lot of time that way and move on to the next the next thing. So, so you you save me all kinds of time. Uh, what I think was most interesting in this episode is I, I kind of feel like I'm rubbing off on you just a little bit. Like that was genius technique that you shared with us today, Julie. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I love how you preface that with, you're not ready for the tools and the apps until you're really bringing some clarity to these three key performance indicators. Once you have this information, the technology that you now add to that is appropriate for the situation and will give you the data that you need. But if you just go right to the tech without understanding this technique part of it, you're shooting yourself in the foot or you'll spend a lot of money on tech that isn't going to produce value. Exactly. Right. Tech isn't going to solve, you know, tech doesn't tell you what you should look at. Tech can capture data, but if you don't understand your processes and you don't understand why those numbers matter, I mean, there's a million dashboard solutions out there, and I've implemented most of them. 
<laughs> you know, but those dashboards, I love people that like, I need, I need 85 things on my dashboard. And I'll be like, you can't look at 85 things. Right. And especially if they're just numbers. I, I can't stand it when people say, I just need to know what the revenue number is. No, you need to know if the revenue number is high or low. That's what you really need to know. Right. You don't need to know Green what it is. Green or red. Yeah. Is it good <laughs> no, or, or is it bad? And then if it's bad, yeah. what are you going to do about it? Right. Yeah. I think that's I a need, great I summarization. Need yeah. I need like a visual of like even just how I look at my finances, my personal finances. I need like the pie chart and go, you've spent a little too much money here and you didn't spend a lot there. So that technology wouldn't make any sense if I wasn't clear about what are the categories and what is too much spending at the grocery store or at the nail salon and or the spa I like to go to <laughs> and what is a reasonable amount of money to spend. Sure. Without those parameters, you don't know if you're doing good or bad. That's exactly right. I think that was a brilliant summary. And here's my challenge for everybody out there. So what really matters? At the beginning of the episode, I promised you a special bonus, and I am going to dig into my treasure chest of way too many templates and forms, because I, <laughs> you know, it's the second most favorite thing to a label machine. And that is, I have a, a document that is a key performance indicator guide. So this little kind of like, it's a one page thing for anything you think that you should track. If you fill out this one page, that is your basis to be able to share with everybody. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. So go and get that. Oh, that's and that's awesome. That's I've used it with, I don't know, probably 200 clients. It is tried and tested and it will really make you think hard about what really matters and what you're going to do with that information. So free gift for the listeners. Woohoo! Free gift. We should have like a special sound effect for that. Cha-ching! <laughs> So definitely you'll want to go to the show notes to make that your action item for today and get that guide and do that analysis. And also while you are out there, subscribe. And so make sure that you don't miss out on every new episode that we put out on Wednesday mornings, but give us a rating and a review even shoot us an email. Let us know what you've done, uh, what you've implemented based on what we've shared in each episode and share with us the sales challenge that's on your mind. What is keeping you from selling more and selling more easily and stressing a lot less along the way? Email us at hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. We cannot wait to hear from you. Don't forget as well that this is great. If you're enjoying the podcast and you're learning valuable information from myself and from Merit, don't make the learning stop there. So we both have a lot of information available as the Smarter Sales Show. So that's one great thing that we do with clients is we deliver the Smarter Sales Show to sales teams for clients. And so, you know, sales kickoffs, whether they're virtual or live, we love to bring the Smarter Sales Show to them. And uh, whether that's uh, virtual is great too. And remember that you can, of course, visit us at thesmartersaleshow.com or you can visit Merit's page. Merit has her very own handsome website, which is meritbasedbusiness.com. And of course, you can always go and visit me at julieholmes.com because why not? I have lots of cool stuff out there. <laughs> Don't forget to check out the show notes where Julie has left links to all the resources we've talked about in this episode and quotes from today's episode. <laughs> <laughs>
And of course, you can stay for bloopers. And I assure you, there are plenty of them. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for tuning into the Smarter Sales Show. It has been a joy to sell smarter and stress less with you. I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merit Khan. We'll see you next see you time. Next time. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com. An uncontrollable app hunt. App hunt. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, this episode's going to be rough. I can tell right I, I now. I think I want to do mine again too anyway. Okay, so, so back to the intros. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.